direct from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. This is Blind Living Radio from Industries for the Blind. From the heart of America, Blind Living Radio, radio by the blind, for the world. Welcome to Blind Living Radio. My name is Danielle Crapo. I am one of your hosts, and joining me in the studio today is my co-host, Harley Thomas. Hey, Harley. Hello, Danielle. How's it going? It's going really well. Good. And I think today we are going to have a show that probably talks very closely to someone near and dear to you. Yes, my one of my favorite people in the whole wide world, my dad. Hi, your dad. dad. Was that a shout-out, Danielle? That was. That dad? was a shout-out. What's up, Dad? Hi. All right. <laughs> and Danielle's father had a unique challenge in raising Danielle as a blind child. I'm assuming he had somewhat of a challenge. I, You know, we've talked about it now that I'm older and that I talk to him about different things that I've seen in the school system. Because, you know, I volunteer sometimes with the school-age kids that are blind. And I call him and talk to him about it. And a lot of the resources that are available now were not available when I was a kid. So he had to get pretty creative. You know, having a blind child, he definitely had to get inventive. And there were some things that the school system wasn't ready to teach me. And my dad and my mom both taught me a lot about growing up just like everybody else. And you have sighted siblings. Yep. So you were the only blind child in the household. Yes. Which has to be a parenting challenge, but not one your father would shy away from. Correct. And I don't even know if he would use the word challenge. He says he just says that it was interesting. He says, well, we had to do what we had to do, and it was interesting sometimes, but we got it done. So today, part of Blind Living Radio, what we want to do is is help be a resource on what it's like to be blind. Right. And living with blindness, right, Danielle? That's exactly right. And that's why our guest today is very, very important. She runs a website called wonderbaby.org. And this website is an incredible resource to parents of blind children. It's also a community that parents of blind children can talk to each other and help each other through some things, some of the challenges that maybe they're facing today, raising their blind kids. And it's also funded by the Perkins School for the Blind, It is, which the Perkins School for the Blind is one of the oldest schools for the blind in the United States. And they do lots of things for people even after they're when they're adults, when they're no longer school age, they have a job fair that's pretty well attended by lots of organizations in the Boston area, for an example. And Danielle, today we actually get to talk to Amber Bobner from wonderbaby.org, which is associated with the Perkins School for the Blind. I believe they fund the program. Let's get her on the phone now and talk to her directly. Let's do it. Hello. Hi, Amber. This is Danielle with Blind Living Radio. Hi. Nice to hear from you. You too. So thank you for being on the show. Yeah, no problem. So today we wanted to talk to you about your website, wonderbaby.org, and we wanted to talk to you about some of the resources and kind of the backstory of the website, right, Harley? That's correct, Amber. We're wondering if you can share with us a little bit about the background of wonderbaby.org and what inspired you to start such a great website. Uh, so how many hours do you have for me to talk about my website? <laughs> you can take as long as you want, as long as you can fit it in like five minutes. Okay. <laughs> Maybe three. All right. Um, so it's um, it's a work of love. I, my son was born in 2005, and he has labor's congenital amaurosis, LCA, 
which is a retinal disorder, and he also has Jobert syndrome, or called JS, which is a neurological disorder. So he was blind from birth, which we didn't really realize until he was about a month or two old that he wasn't tracking. And at the time, we lived in Hawaii, which is a pretty rural state, and we lived in a very rural part of the very rural state. So we didn't have access to a lot of services. And even just to take my son to the doctor, in order to see a specialist, we'd have to get on a plane to fly to a different island. So it was pretty difficult at first just trying to get him diagnosed and and figure out what was going on with his vision. Um, and as a parent, that you get concerned about what's wrong with my child. Is, is everything okay? Yeah, and finding answers. You want answers. And especially in the early stages when you're thinking, is this something that's curable? And if it is something that's curable, is it something that's only curable if we treat it now? You know, and, and if we can't figure out what it is, maybe we can't treat it. And right. so you really get stuck in this very medical place, which means that I wasn't really concerned about development and those sort of things in the beginning. It was just really what's going on. Is this something, is there something that we should be doing to treat this? Eventually things kind of calm down and you realize, okay, we have a diagnosis. He has LCA. He's blind. He's going to be a blind adult. What do we do to prepare him now so that he can be a successful adult when he grows up? And that's when you start thinking, oh, I need to get Maybe a teacher of the visually impaired in my house. That's a good idea, right? <laughs> and, and it sounds well, like you had a very logical discussion with medical professionals and your spouse and figuring out how to handle this. I don't know about logical. I try to be logical. <laughs> a little more emotion, maybe? It's a very yeah, emotional so. time. I'm it's sure. a very emotional time, but I think that there's kind of a point where, not that the emotion falls away, but where you really start to kind of step back and say, okay, there are things I need to be doing to help my son be able to, you know, adapt to the disability that he has. And in Hawaii, there really aren't the professionals there, at least at the time when we were there, to help us. We did not have access to a teacher of the visually impaired. We did not have access to a physical therapist, an occupational therapist. Kind of all the basic stuff you get in early intervention just wasn't available to us. So for me, what that meant was I turned to the Internet because everything should be available online somewhere, right? And as Danielle and I know, the information available about blindness as a whole yeah. on the Internet is, I don't know if sparse is the right word, but there's just not enough out there. There's There are definitely gaps. in, in There are, yeah. yeah. And at the time... One of the big gaps was infants. There really wasn't a lot available about babies or infants and kind of really early childhood development. So that was, it. you know, what I hear a lot is it's a low-incidence disability. So there, just, there wasn't anybody out there putting the time into creating that as a resource for parents, particularly for parents at that point where, okay, my, my baby's four months old, five months old, is just diagnosed with a visual impairment. I have no idea what to do now, <laughs> you know. I don't know anybody who's blind. I've never been in this situation before. How how do I parent this baby? Where do you and, go? What resources are there? So that that was an inspiration for you for creating wonderbaby.org? That is why I decided to create the website. One of the things that I did was I got as many books as I could find about infant blindness and early childhood development. And I poured over them and I read them and 
I collected all of this information. And one of the things that was really hard for me as a parent was that I had to move from the really fun, bright, exciting, positive parenting magazines that I had been reading during my pregnancy to these very bland, clinical, black-and-white medical journals and books about blindness. Sure. Okay. Amber, we need to take a quick break on Blind Living Radio. My name's Harley Thomas. And I'm Danielle Crapo. And we're joined by Amber Bobner. We'll be right back. From Milwaukee, Wisconsin, this is Blind Living Radio. From Industries for the Blind, providing employment opportunities for blind professionals since 1952. Are you blind or visually impaired? Are you seeking a job? Well, Industries for the Blind is dedicated to hiring people just like you. Just go to IBMILW.com slash careers and find out how you can become part of our wonderful team of blind and visually impaired professionals. That's IBMILW.com slash careers. From Milwaukee, Wisconsin, this is Blind Living Radio. From Industries for the Blind, providing employment opportunities for blind professionals since 1952. Welcome back to Blind Living Radio. My name is Danielle Crapo. In the studio with me is my co-host, Harley Thomas. And on the phone today, we have a very special guest. This is Amber Bobnar from WonderBaby.org. Hi again, Amber. Hi. Before the break, you had mentioned um, two things that really stuck out to me. And actually, I have a question. Your son, was he your firstborn? Yes. Okay, so you're dealing with a lot when he got diagnosed, and you're a new mom, and yeah. you have this diagnosis, and you're in a rural part of Hawaii where, yes. oh, wow, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of the background of what helped you start Wonder Baby. Yes. Awesome. That's a lot. I can't imagine how much you had to deal with, but that just helped you become stronger, right? I think so. It, it gives you the impetus to... You know, I always say that I want my son to be the best he can be. I don't want to push him beyond his limitations, but I don't want to hold him back. But I also think that having a child with a disability helps you become the best you can be, too, because you need to step up to help them do what they need to do. Danielle's father would agree with you on that. Yeah. And he he challenges her almost on a daily basis. Yeah, even as an adult. I've been blind since I was born blind. Um, I was born with congenital glaucoma and cataracts. And since day one, my dad has never treated me any different than my siblings, same expectations. Mm -hmm. And like, like you said, you know, it pushes you to be your best. And I feel like that definitely was brought out in both my parents. So I, the other thing that stuck out to me too, was when you said that you were looking to the future and you wanted your son to become a successful blind adult. Mm -hmm. And uh, that just must've taken so much courage for you to look past you know, I have a lot of friends that are moms right now and they just want to keep their baby little and you yeah. know, keep them tiny. And you were, you were looking past that and saying, how can my son be successful in the world? I, I definitely admire you very much for that. Well, I used to say, um, he can do whatever he wants to do after he graduates college. Right. <laughs> and you know, and, and preparing for college, I know Danielle and I were talking before we called you and we're wondering with the Internet, that's just one technology that's available with information. But how has technology affected the way, you know, your son learns? Are there positives and negatives to technology that you use and that you discuss on Wonder Baby? Well, I think that I do need to add in the caveat that when he was three years old, he developed seizure disorder. So we are kind of in a, in a 
very much that took us into a very different place. He is now multiply disabled because of the seizures, but that doesn't change my outlook in him. I want I still want him to be as successful as he can be and as independent as he can be um, when he grows up. It also means that the technology that we use, I think, might be different than the technology that a nine-year-old who is blind and doesn't have additional disabilities. Amber, what information is on the website that that helps people with a blind child or a multiple disabled child? What are some things that you've gone through and created on the website, which, by the way, is gorgeous. The website's very gorgeous. It's full of information, and I think our listeners really... A lot of them are looking for answers, and what are some of yeah. the answers they can find on wonderbaby.org? Um, a lot of things that people are looking for are games and toys that are accessible. It's a question I get a lot is, what what are the toys I could buy? What are the games I can play? How can I adapt a game to my child? Or things like art. How how can I introduce my child to some something that's so visual like art? in a way that will still have meaning to them. So a lot of the stuff I write about is how to play games or create activities that you can adapt to a child either who's blind or visually paired or low vision or who has a multiple disability, taking into account not just the visual issues but possibly motor issues sure. that a child might have. Pretty much just how, how to have a happy and fulfilling childhood in a way that is accessible and meaningful to your child. So the support that you offer through Wonder Baby is kind of, it's a community base, and that's really what a yeah. lot of the folks on the Internet are looking for. They want to hear yeah. from parents that have been in a similar situation. And on your website, what kind of support do the parents get other than finding resources? Are, is, there a, is there a forum where they share yeah. ideas openly and discuss? Yes, there's a Q&A forum, and then there's also a section where users on the site can share sort of tips and ideas. And, you know, there's there's the question side. There's the I have a question, so you go to the Q&A forum, or there's the I have an answer. I know something. I found something that's really cool that you can share on the site. I also have a very active Facebook page, Wonder Baby Facebook page, and there's a lot of sharing and asking of questions and supporting of each other on the Facebook page. What's the address nice for the see. Facebook page? It is just facebook.com slash wonderbabyorg, all one word. Okay. Because they don't let you put in a dot. Correct. Wonderbabyorg <laughs> on Facebook. Yes. And how um, many users are on the website, Amber? I get about 50,000 unique visitors a month Great. on the website. It's a good site. And the Perkins School is helping fund some yes. of the website, is that correct? Yeah, so at this point... The Perkins School bought the website from me and hired me as an employee to continue working on it. So I Wonderful. get to do what I love to do, and I get paid to do it. So, Amber, I just have one more question for you. Do you have any additional resources that we can refer to if we're looking for more information? What I would love to do is tell you about some of my favorite mommy bloggers that are doing things similar to what I'm doing and writing about their kids, and you can get a lot of inspiration from them. Jessica over at thomasmarshalldoesitall.com, uh, which is just a great name. Her son's Tommy, and he can do it all. And littlebearsees.org is another great one, especially for parents of kids with CVI. I also really like Through the Eyes of Liam. Liam has albinism and low vision, and his mom writes about what he's doing and, and different activities she's created for him that work really well. 
And then another one that's great is Beyond the Darkness. It's beyondthedarkness.blogspot.com. And this one is just like, it, it is emotional and raw, and it's going to make you cry, and you're going to fall in love with this mom before you know it. I love her. Those are great shout-outs to include. And more resources. We are at Blind Living Radio all about creating more resources. Right, Danielle? That's right. Well, thank you so much, Amber, for being on the show. Uh, we've definitely learned a lot, and I'm sure our listeners are going to be able to appreciate this new resource. Um, so th- thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It was fun. And we can find out more information at wonderbaby.org or Facebook at wonderbabyorg without the dot. Yes. We like dots. We like Braille. We do. Yeah. <laughs> we like Braille. We like dots. Right. My name is Harley Thomas. And my name is Danielle Crapo. And you've been listening to Blind Living Radio. We thank you for supporting Blind Living Radio and our sponsor, Industries for the Blind, creating upward mobility since 1952. Learn more at IBMILW.com. Hi, I'm Amber from WonderBaby.org, and you're listening to Blind Living Radio. Blind Living Radio.